Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, all of the places, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy game day. Or how... <laughs> I'll be here all week. Happy game day, dorks. <laughs> oh, so you heard that one. That's what you heard. You missed my actual story, but you hear I the listen to you up. all the time. I've never said I don't listen to you. <sighs> Today's Thursday, September 8th, 2022. 77 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to... Uh, uh, let's go with Wiz Khalifa. Happy birthday oh, nice. to Wiz Khalifa. He's 34 today. I like Wiz. It's episode 1000. <laughs> <laughs> I do, in fact, like Wiz. <laughs> That's what that kind of came across as. <laughs> oh, man. Episode 1,452. <laughs> On today's show, folks, it's a big super show. Big day to get you prepared for the football weekend, which, by the way, there's, do you know there's an NFL game tonight? I do. Did you set your fantasy lineup? Because you're actually in a fantasy league this year. I am. I did. Good. Don't worry. I tweeted it out this morning. Some people were happy, and some people were like, I don't want my competition to see, like Aaron Hardigan. I said, you can't be scared of the competition, Hardigan. That makes it not fun. We want fair fights. Anyway, episode 1,452 on today's show, folks. We're going to run through the top 10 Texas high school football games this weekend, the games you need to be paying attention to, including a couple of them on Texan Live. Then we'll be joined by the head coach of the 2-0 Kingwood Mustangs. Coach Cale Melton will join us. Um, they are 2-0 for the first time since 2013, and off to a fantastic start. Big game this week against Houston Heights. Uh, Coach Melton uh, trying to turn around, uh, trying to get this program back on track. Um, excited to talk with Coach Melton coming up here in a moment. Then back half of the show, the picks, my high school football predictions for week three of the Texas high school football season. We'll round it all out by visiting Craven's Corner. And hearing what his financial advice is this weekend, and Craven Betts, uh, our gambling segment here on Texas Football Today. Do we first four through the door? 
We sure do. It was Tony Baylock, just Chad, Nick Morton, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas. Also, real quick side note, there's a couple of new people in the comments that are asking, like, really in-depth football questions. Uh, come back tomorrow at noon. Like, we can answer a couple of them here and there, but uh, if you want all your questions answered, we do Mailbag Friday each Friday where we, we literally spend the entire show answering questions. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Great comment. Appreciate love where your head's at. Mm-hmm. Please continue to watch this episode, too. Yes. Yes. Like, do both. Come do back both. tomorrow as well. Yeah, I was going to say. Stay for the duration. Some of the questions that have been asked will be answered in today's show. So Maybe. Or maybe not. But if it doesn't. This is an unscripted show. Then you can come back. This is unscripted. <laughs> this is a stream of consciousness. That's what this is. Pickle! Week three of the Texas high school football season is here. Starts tonight. There's games all across the state. I think it's 716. I think there's 716 games this week. Nice. Um, in, in Texas high school football. It starts this week, or it starts tonight, rather, with games scattered hither and yon. Uh, but of the 716, uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew has come together, gone into the lab, and we've spit out the top 10 games this week. There are 10 games in particular that I need you to be paying a special attention to. Scattered all across state, all classifications, I think. With the exception, I don't know if there's a 4A game this week, but... Mm, doesn't look like it. I don't think so. But without further ado, let's roll out the top 10 Texas high school football games this week. We'll start in the middle. A game you can watch live on TexanLive.com. Yeah. 7 o'clock Friday at Galena Park ISD Stadium. It is the Spring Westfield Mustangs taking on the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs in what is affectionately known as the Red Mustang Bowl. Yes. Uh, number two versus number seven in Classic A. And uh, this game will be, uh, this of course was the game that North Shore lost last year. Westfield handed North Shore their only loss of the entire season. Well, and snapped a 30-game losing streak, I think. Was that that game? No, hang on. Different game. Thirty game winning streak, you mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, did I say yeah, losing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, no, there. I know for a fact North Shore did not lose thirty <laughs> games in a row. That's news to me. That is. <laughs> no, um, I meant winning streak. Sorry. Yeah, the, uh, it was a long, it was a long winning streak there for for North Shore, and um, but this is a Westfield team. Or it might be regular season, but this is a Westfield team that has been a wrecking machine the first couple of weeks. Uh, they've looked fantastic. Quarterback P.J. Hatter is, is one of the most underrated talents in the state. Going up and getting their shot at North Shore, who wants a little bit of revenge. So that game's going to be fantastic. 7 o'clock Friday night, and you can watch it live on TexanLive.com. Now let's bounce up to the top left and work our, our way around. Tonight in Denton, mm-hmm. I believe Greg Powers is going to be He will game. be. 7 o'clock tonight in Denton, the Lancaster Tigers visit the Denton Geyer Wildcats. Lancaster coming off of a fantastic win over South Oak Cliff last week. Their defense has been really good going up against a Geyer offense that has been really good. Uh, kind of Something's got to give here. I do want to see what this Lancaster offense can do against Geyer um, because I do think that this is a Geyer defense that, is, that probably gets is a little bit underappreciated, underrated. But I do I think this game is going to be a lot of fun up there in Denton tonight, 7 o'clock Thursday. Um, real fast, it was a 16-game winning streak. I was thinking of a game that we'll talk about in a second in Shiner. Yes, that's, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Um, Friday, 7 o'clock Friday, let's bounce out east. 7 o'clock Friday night in Dangerfield as the number two team in 3A Division 2 visits the number one team in 2A Division 1. It is Timpson taking on Dangerfield. Uh, when we were out in Beckville mm-hmm. in the season opener, we were we were already looking at... Um, we were already lo- uh, looking... Hold on a second. I got text-ish. 
Um, there you go. We were already looking ahead. When when it became apparent that Dangerfield or that Timpson was going to run away from Beckville, mm-hmm. we already looked at the schedule like, ooh, two weeks from now, they go to Dangerfield. Yep. Here's the real test. Now, this is a Dangerfield team that has been terrific. They, they looked excellent last week against Tatum. But this... Um, this Timpson team, I think, if they can punch up a weight class, oh yeah, then they would establish themselves as, in my opinion, the clear favorite in two A Division One. Well, because um, we were already wondering if they were going to be the clear favorite, and that was before we knew that Shiner and Refurio were both going to struggle in the first week. Yes, but that was a th- that was a Thursday night game. It was one of the first games of the but season. This would be one of the more impressive wins in the state if they were to go on the road and beat Dangerfield. Uh, of course, it's Gary, uh, it's, it's Terry Bussey. I almost called him Gary Bussey. Terry Bussey. Um, Terry Bussey uh, going up against, uh, you know, this this outstanding, very fast defense by Bubba Hampton for Dangerfield. I'm very excited about that. Friday night in Arlington, 7 o'clock Friday night, the new back into the rankings, the number 23 Allen Eagles visit the number 9 Arlington Martin Warriors. Uh, the rankings would tell you that Martin's the favorite. Um, I'm very interested to see what happens to Allen this week, taking on a team on the road, a top ten team. Um, you know, because I I feel like we have two very different like samples from. Them. Oh yeah, they got destroyed in week one, and mm-hmm. then they bounced back in a commanding fashion week two, and now it's kind of like, okay, this right. is a good team, and you've had time to get your jitters out right so what exactly are they we know what martin is martin is a very sound football team that runs the ball exceptionally well uh their offensive line i think is going to challenge this uh, this allen defensive front uh, very excited about this one seven o'clock friday night in arlington 7 30 p.m friday night in shiner through another 3a versus 2a matchup as the number four team in 2a division one the shiner comanches welcome in the number six team in 3a division two the poth pirates uh, we had the po- we had uh, the post coach Jeff Luna on uh, mm-hmm. scoreboard on Friday night, and was v- I- I'm very impressed. They they rolled Falls City, uh, but going on the road and beating Shiner, Falls City's pretty down. Yeah, going on the road and beating Shiner would still be a real feather in their cap if they were able to do that. For Shiner, they certainly shook off. If you didn't pay attention, they lost Week One to Hallensville, and then they roared back against Vanderbilt Industrial. Also, another three A Division One. Correct. So this is a this is a very interesting kind of measuring stick on where Shiner is in the two A Division One rank. Again, they would be they were theoretically should lose this game because they're the smaller team. But I do think that this is a, a great measuring stick for both these programs, and I think Poth is a is a sleeper. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they're a real contender there in three A Division Two Region Four. I so. think this is the one I'm most excited. for I'm this very weekend. excited about Poth and Shiner. Isn't Travis Buckner going there? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Grapevine. How about a top six matchup in 5A Division II? The Argyle Eagles visit the Grapevine Mustangs. Argyle got that huge win over Lovejoy last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they look dangerous. Yes. They, they look very dangerous. Yeah, they do. Um, they, they looked excellent. Uh, offense, you know, rolling, looked excellent. You know, every bit the part of a state championship contender, they've risen to number one. Grapevine very quietly has put it together. Mm-hmm. Parker Polk, Evan Baum, they've just they've been much more methodical. And in five A Division two, that's like all you have to do through the first couple of weeks to be like, like considered a, a real contender. Five A Division two is wild right now. Here's here's this in my opinion represents Grapevine's chance to really jump into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. I think that this is Grapevine is one of those teams that I think everyone's like, okay, it's a good team, but like, are they really elite? Here is your here's your opportunity to jump into that elite conversation uh, as they uh, welcome in the Argyle Eagles. Saturday, six o'clock in Katy, live on TexanLive.com. It is a state rank showdown 
in district play, a district opener mm-hmm. in District 196A as the Katy Tigers take on the Katy Tompkins Falcons. Um, I Look, there's a lot of football to be played here, mm-hmm. but I think there's a fair argument to be made that this is the district championship game. I was just going to say, this really, more than anything, I think solidifies who we will see as the second team in that district. I think Katy's the favorite, again, not... Yeah, unlikely. Um, but I think Tompkins could, sol- if they can hang close with Katie, I think they can solidify themselves as like, okay, they're gonna, they're gonna get everyone else. Totally agree. But I, I also think that look, t- Tompkins is not gonna go and scare. This has been a Tompkins team that's been very good. They've beaten Katie in the past, um, and so my question for them is, can they do it again? Now, Katie has looked very strong to start the year. The winner of this game will take command of this district. They will be at least in the catbird seat to win District 196A. So that's pretty uh, pretty big stuff there going down 6 o'clock Saturday. Live on TexanLive.com. 7 o'clock Friday in Prosper Children's Health Stadium will host a, top, a state-ranked showdown in 6A as the Rockwall Yellow Jackets take on the Prosper Eagles. Rockwall, steady she goes. We thought there might be a drop-off uh, after they lose their, their quarterback, Braden Locke. Uh, there has not been. They and, and remember, they're doing this in a lot of ways without their, their starting quarterback. Lake Bennett mm-hmm. has been hurt. So they've been kind of on their second and third string quarterbacks, but steady she goes. Well, offense. and Little Locke got yeah. to play some last week, he too. Um, uh, taking on this Prosper team that that I think I'm I'm interested. I'm I would like to see a pamphlet. I'd like to... I'm interested in accepting their pamphlet and, and hopping on board their their movement. Mm-hmm. That win over Eulis Trinity in week one really caught everyone's eye. But the, Trinity looks down now after week they two. They go and they drill Saxy, right? Mm-hmm. This is, to me, a real who-are-you type game. If they are able to beat Rockwall, then there's no doubt that this is a really good, really content, contending prosper team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, this is the first of a double dip for them because next week they're at Geyer. Yeah. So I think this one will be pointsy. I think there will be a lot of points scored in this one. Something to be on Friday night in Westbrook. We keep putting Westbrook on this graphic because they keep scheduling the most ridiculous <laughs> schedule. As the 2-0 number one ranked Westbrook Wildcats welcome in the number five Rankin Red Devils. They've played Happy, they've played Jonesboro, and they've played uh, Rankin. And by the way, they still got Garden City on the schedule. Still got Ira down the road. But... For Westbrook, they have they have done what they've needed to do to remain the number one team in the state. I mean, they have beaten Jonesboro, who really might be like the second or third best team in the state. They beat Happy, uh, and now they get Rankin. And if they pull that trio, if they beat Happy, Jonesboro, and Rankin, they're going to be not just the number one team in 1A Division One. They will be the consensus number one team in 1A Division One. Uh, but this is a Rankin team that is dangerous. They are no stranger either. Remember, they had that week one win over Balmeray, which was the number two team in 1A Division Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep an eye on this game. I think this game actually has a chance to be a, a relatively low scoring affair uh, by six man standards, like in the in the 30s or 40s, as opposed to in the 70s or 80s. Uh, keep an eye on this one. Stuff that we've been Friday in Westbrook. And finally, rounding it all out, let's go up to Holiday. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Holiday. Top 10 matchup in 3A Division 2 as the number 10 Idaloo Wildcats visit the number 3 Holiday Eagles. Uh, Holiday, again, very quietly going about their business. 2-0 defense has been excellent in their wins over Iowa Park, and then they beat Jim Ned last week. Defense has been fantastic. Uh, I, I like what Frank Johnson is putting together there. This is a an Idaloo team that I think last week got a really nice win over New deal. And that's a 3A over 2A, but I still think that they got a really nice win over them. Uh, going on the road to, to Holiday would be a real, it's a real challenge. I think they're 
I, I would consider Idaloo the underdog in this game, but we'll learn a lot about the newly ranked Wildcats in this matchup. Exceptional of top 10 logo game. matchup. Oh, that too. <laughs> That's so good. So there you have it, the top 10 Texas high school football games this week, according to the geniuses at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the geniuses at TexasFootball.com. The dummies. Uh, go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe for all things Texas high school football. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Pickle, can I tell you about our friends at Honda? Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with the North Texas Honda Dealers to honor community helpers from across North Texas. Texas is fortunate to have so many great individuals that give back to their community in so many different ways. Thanks to the support of the North Texas Honda Dealers, we have an opportunity to shine a light on a few very deserving individuals. Congratulations to Rodney Winfrey from Highland Park High School, uh, the recipient of the of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Community Helper Appreciation Award presented by North Texas Honda Dealers. Thank you for being helpful in your community. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage, and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics? Location, coaching style, financial aid. There's so many factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of on-field performance. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. It's got checklists, do's and don'ts, key strategies, much more. It's a 22-page guide that covers everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. And now, for a limited time only, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free to our audience. Go to athletestoathletes.com slash today. Download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletes, athletes.com athletes.athletes.com slash Dave Campbell. Or scan that QR. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of the 2-0 Kingwood Mustangs down there in Harris County. We're joined by Coach Cale Melton. Coach, how are you? Doing good. How, how are y'all doing? Excellent. How are things in beautiful Kingwood, Texas? Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> 
I'll yeah, most certainly. And I imagine it's it's even more beautiful with you guys sitting at two and zero for the first time since two thousand and thirteen. You know, I'm interested uh, specifically in the way that your defense has played so far this season. I mean, you guys were were really dominant in your win over Clear Creek in the opener, and then last week your defense really held the line against a, a game Katie Jordan squad uh, before you guys were able to score late and win. My, I guess my question is, was this the type of defense you expected to see from from your Mustangs? Uh, to start off the season, well, I, we did. I mean, we were we came into uh, you know there's some questions, especially on the defensive line. Uh, we we lost a lot of uh, of players last year up front, um, and so we 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 knew we'd be young. Um, but uh, in during the spring and 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 as we went through fall camp, we started seeing these guys kind of grow up a little bit. They got in the weight room this summer, um, and and then really worked hard. But all around. Um, uh, defensively, you know, we thought we could be pretty good this year, and uh, and so far we we've shown that. Um, you know, and and but this is this is the first two and zero start for for Kingwood since two thousand and thirteen. Um, this has been you know last year at at at, at one and nine, and, and and you know two wins the year before. This is a, a program that has kind of been been kind of stuck in the uh, mud a little bit. My question for you is, what has been the biggest difference you think? In this year's team versus what versus the last couple of years, where it's been more of a struggle. Well, I think it took a couple of years. Uh, you know, um, it had been a you know we'd had to kind of change a little bit of things, some culture uh, mm-hmm. things, and and had kids buy in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know we got here the COVID year, um, and so we didn't get to kind of know the kids. Uh, it took us a little bit of time, uh, and, and kind of bring in our system and 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 what we wanted to do as as a coaching staff. And so, uh, I think what's kind of helped turn this around is the fact that like uh, these kids have bought in. Uh, this group of young men, this senior class, we're we're senior laden. I think we've got forty five seniors, um, and uh, they've just bought into everything that we did from uh, you know uh, what we do, what we call boot camp to to the um, off season workouts to. Uh, you know, spring football, the the summer workouts, they just they've just been all in. And so um, when you do that and you get kids that want to be here and they want to have fun and 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 they they want to and they buy into, you know, to the, the culture that you're selling and to your core values, um, it, it starts to show. Um, and so we 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 wanted to, them to start believing in themselves and believing in what we were doing. And this group has really, really bought into that. Talking with Kale Melton, head coach of the Kingwood Mustangs here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation in the hashtag TF Today. Uh, you know, Coach, we hear all the time that 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 winning is contagious and the winning kind of breeds more winning. Are you, can you sense a different kind of sense of excitement, a different kind of uh, buzz around the program right now after this hot start? Oh, definitely. Uh, you can feel it in throughout the hallways and through the school um, and even through the community. Um People are just talking about it and talking about things, but you know, we, we want to focus on it and and we talk about it all the time, being each day in practice being one percent better, but being one and zero every day, um, and then every week. And so, uh, but that's also starting to spread throughout this community, through through our players, all the way through the you know to the lower levels, even through the middle schools. Um, there's a there's a buzz going on, and so um, it does get the kids excited, um, and 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 that also helps them to play harder, and uh, you know, and and want that opportunity to go out each week and, and be one and zero. One guy I want to ask you about is uh, is your your star receiver uh, Tyler Harrington. The, the junior yeah. had an incredible. You know what ended up being the game-winning <laughs> touchdown catch last week uh, against Jordan. Um, he's your leading receiver. Uh, 
certainly looks the part. I've seen the film. Looks like he's pretty pretty darn good player. But but as the guy who sees him in practice and in the locker room and things like that, what is it about Tyler Harrington that, that sets him apart that makes him special? Well, Tyler works so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, we didn't know uh, it, what, whether he was going to play, whether it be a tight end or a receiver. And, and he got in the weight room. And, uh, you know, people, what people don't know is he had surgery actually this spring um, and came back even stronger. Um, uh, you know, he's a 315, 320 bencher. Um, uh, he, he started doing a lot of speed workouts, getting himself faster. Um, but mentally, uh, you know, he, he is, he's been, uh, you know, he watches film. He studies uh, each week uh, what the, what the defenses are going to do to him, and um, and you know people don't realize how big he is, um, you know, and so he goes up and he makes catches, and uh, and and they don't realize how fast he is either. But he is a he's a hard worker, um, and uh, you know, like I said, he's a student of the game. Uh, but prior to your arrival there at Kingwood, you were the defensive coordinator there at Highland Park for a few years, and, and we hear all the time from uh, from coaches that that you know you are you're really a product of of the coaches that you learn under and stuff like that. You obviously uh, got to uh, got to coach with uh, you know one of the winningest coaches in Texas high school football history and Randy Allen there at Highland Park. I'm interested what you took from from watching him and from from learning under him that you have kind of applied to the Kingwood program. Well, there's a lot of things. I, you know, you could say a lot of things about Coach Allen. Um, I love Coach Allen. Coach Allen has been a mentor to me. Um, I still talk to him. Uh, you know, I try to talk to him every couple of weeks um, and, and, and pick his brain and, and ask him about things. And uh, he has a good way of, you know, uh, especially over the last two years, you know, with the struggles that we've had, just, you know, asking about, you know, how, how to handle things and, uh, you know, to do all that. But we also, you know, brought in the core values. Uh, that he taught us and, and, you know, how to, how to work with kids. And, and, you know, he's such a, just a, just a great man and a great coach. Um, You know, we just, everything that we do to the way that we practice um, to, like I said, to our core values, to the way that we interact with kids. um, It it all goes back to our, my mentorship, you know, being under him. Um, And so, you know, not only him, but Coach Don Woods, who's also D.C. at Jesuit, I was under him. And so I learned a lot from him defensively. And and there's a lot of guys that I could come out and say, you know, hey, um, you know, I I learned a lot from. But being just being under uh, Coach Allen and the Holland Park program and just the way that they do things was it was unbelievable. And it it helped bring down. You know, bring it down here to to, to Kingwood High School. Well, and, and there's another guy that I I have to imagine you learned something about coaching from, and that would be one of your assistant coaches. <laughs> um, because for those who don't know, one of your assistant coaches is a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Melton. Uh, Ronnie Melton is your dad. Ronnie Melton himself was a, a pretty accomplished uh, high school football coach himself. He was on the staff at Atlanta for forever. It seemed like he, he won a district championship at Hawkins back in 1979. I have so many questions, but one of them is, what's it like to be your dad's boss? <laughs> uh, it, it's different, but the good thing about it is he's, he, he kind of keeps me grounded. That's what's pretty awesome about him. I mean, he's been coaching for 47 years. Um, I, I just... The, the awesome thing is to sit into the coach's office with him and listen to him. Uh, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's forgotten more football than I know. Um, and so just having him on this staff has been unbelievable. Like you said, he was been in Atlanta for uh, over 21 years. Um, he coached at North shore down here in Houston. Um, you know, he's been the defense coordinator in a lot of places. So just to have, you know, him here, um, it's been awesome, but also just to, you know, just be able to pick his brain every single day um, and ask him about different things defensively. Um, 
is 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 pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome experience. Uh, of course, it's on to the next one, Coach. And the next one comes Saturday at uh, Turner Stadium, where you welcome in a fellow unbeaten in in Houston Heights. Um, and I'm certainly not going to ask you to give away your game plan here on the air, but. Uh, when you take a look at what you're going to be up against uh, with the with the Bulldogs on Saturday, uh, what do you see? Well, Coach Dix is a great coach, and they do a great job uh, over at Heights. And, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a big old offensive line. Um, they've got some receivers that can go. Um, so, you know, we know uh, we know what we got to do. And, uh, and, uh, and so um, defensively, they fly to the football. Um, and like I said, they're 2-0. and So our, our job is to go out and play hard on Saturday. Uh, to give ourselves a chance to be one to know again, uh, we we try not to worry about anything uh, too far ahead. We just want to we just want to focus on on the next game. And so, like I said, Heights is a is a is a good program. Coach Dixon's doing a great job, um, and we're gonna we're gonna we're hopefully gonna go out there and get after it. He's Kale Melton. He's the head coach of the two and Kingwood Mustangs. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start, and uh, go get him on Saturday. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day. There he goes, Kale Melton, head coach. Kingwood Mustangs joining us here at Texas Football Today. Good dude. Um, and exciting. Exciting times in Kingwood. I, I don't know if I want to reveal I lived in Kingwood for a spell. Did you really? Mm-hmm. When we lived in Houston, we lived in Kingwood um, when I was from ages 5 to 7. A lot of our Texan Live guys are from that area. I went to uh, Hidden Hollow Elementary School. I was a roadrunner. Hidden Hollow Roadrunners. That's a, there's a lot happening there. Um, but... It's exciting down there in Kingwood. You know, they uh, Coach Barry Campbell was there for so long uh, there at Kingwood that you know he was he was such such an institution there, um, and so you know he was he was there for I want to say like ten years, close there, and and they had some pretty decent success, kind of six five six six a lot a lot of those, mm-hmm. and and I know that when Coach Melton you know moved from the Highland Park down to uh, Kingwood, you know the, his you know. As a coach's kid, he had bounced around a little bit and stuff like that. But I, that's a that's a, a program that that is in a very tough district. They're in the North Shore Tascosa district mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, you know, off to a two and zero start, and and that's nothing to turn your nose up. No, I mean, go solidify your third place and, spot and, and go. And the other thing is, here's the other thing about it is that is that to me, it's about like the fact that they're doing it the way they're doing it with defense. Mm-hmm. That like. If you're going out there in your first couple of weeks, you're winning games 70 to, to 38 and stuff right. like that. It's like, that's great, but what if the offense doesn't show up one week? Right. Like, your defense is going to show up each week. Well, and, so, and when you look at who's in their district, you you have to have a defense to have a chance against mm-hmm. either of those two teams. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, if you can ride that train, then wilder things have happened. Absolutely. And, and look, you, or at least you can go out there and be competitive. And look, you look at the district, right? No, I, I don't think I'm going on a limb here when I say that North Shore and, and Tascosa are going to make the uh, playoffs. Are you, are you willing to... I, jump out there with you me. No, it's a, it's tough, but I think I can. Okay, I thank I can you. Go with North Shore and a task to get in the playoffs. The next team there probably, it, basically to me, it's it's in C. King, Summer Creek. If you want to lump, um, you know, Kingwood in there, maybe they can't. Maybe Umble. Umble had a great week one win. Mm-hmm. Uh, fell short last week uh, against what's well, a Klein Forest, but. To me, you know, Westbrook's off to a slow start. The Beaumont schools are off to a slow start. Mm-hmm. We have no idea it is what not, C.E. King actually is. It is you know? not outside the realm of possibility for Kingwood to crash that, that playoff party. Mm-hmm. And Kel Melton's got them trending in the right direction. We appreciate his time. We're at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, we got the picks, my high school football predictions, plus Craven Betts, our, uh, as our financial advisor, Mike Craven, our college football insider, comes here and tells you 
what to keep your eye on in as far as the what Vegas is saying for the college football action coming this week. But first, let me tell you about Takis. Takis is a presenting sponsor of the Sustainability Champions Award, spotlighting influential kids looking to pursue a career focused on the social, environmental, and economic well-being of our future. This week's spotlight game features the Prosper Eagles against the Rockwall Yellow Jackets, where we will be spotlighting two Sustainability Champions Awards winners, Mia Kirby at Prosper and Jacob Rhodes at Rockwall. Thanks you to Takis for your support of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. Pickle. Shouldn't have done that. Easy. Pickle. This is why we can't have nice things. There's 716 Texas high school football games scattered hither and yon across the state of Texas this week. I predict every single one of them. That's not true. But I did predict a bunch of them <laughs> in a segment we call the picks. Here's my high school football predictions for week three of the Texas high school football season. On Texas it's week Day. three of the Texas high school football season, and there are massive games in every corner of the state. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to the Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in into week three of the 2022 Texas high school football season we go. And I think the first couple of weeks have brought us a fair number of surprises on the both positive and, and negative side. On the positive side, you got teams that are 2-0 we never would have seen coming. El Paso High is 2-0. Elgin, after an 0-10 season last year, they're 2-0. What about Boys Ranch? It's not the 49-game losing streak last year, they're off to a 2-0 start. Uh, and then you've got teams that we never would have seen starting the year 0-2, right? South Oak Cliff is 0-2. Uh, Lake Travis is 0-2. Alito is 0-2. Big name programs that are scuffling out of the gate. Now, here's the good news. The good news is that we're starting to get deeper into the season and these teams are getting better. They're getting a little bit more crisp, getting an opportunity to play with one another and an opportunity to turn that season around. There's huge games everywhere you look in week three. We start in the Houston area. 7 o'clock Friday night at Galena Park ISD Stadium in Houston. It is a state-ranked 6A showdown between the unbeaten Spring Westfield Mustangs and the unbeaten Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, wrecking machines. That's what these two teams have been through the first couple of weeks. My goodness, these have been two of the most dominant teams, not just in the Houston area, but in the entire state of Texas. So let's just have an exercise, right? There's a common kind of definition of garbage time right, uh, of teams, a game that is not within 28 points. If a game is not within 28 points, then, then it's garbage time, kind of, you don't take a whole lot from what's happening in that game, right? Well, then if you take the definition of garbage time and apply them to these two teams, these teams have lived almost entirely in garbage time. I mean, they have just absolutely dominated their opponents. Uh, North Shore, their opener against the Woodlands, they reached garbage time at halftime. After halftime, everything else, garbage time, right? What about what about Westfield? Westfield last week against Hightower, second half, all garbage time. Their opener against Cy Park, they got into garbage time in the second quarter. I mean, these teams have been absolutely clobbering their opponents. Well, now they meet. And I'll just say they're probably not going to clobber one another. So for two teams that have not played a lot of high stakes football yet, what happens when they collide on a big stage? Key number two, quarterback duel. This is going to be really fun to watch these two signal callers go at it on Friday night. For Spring Westfield, they've got P.J. Hatter. The, the Klein Oak transfer has been one of the most terrific quarterbacks we've seen in the state of Texas to start the year. He has been 
razor sharp, completing nearly 75% of his passes, 10 touchdowns to no interceptions, averaging nearly 12 yards per attempt. P.J. Hatter has been outstanding. On the other side for North Shore, you've got Caleb Bailey, the, the quarterback for North Shore, who of course led the Mustangs to a state championship in their uh, in his freshman season. He has been razor sharp. Last week against spring, 9 of 9, nearly 300 yards of total offense, 4 touchdowns. They've been both fantastic. But both these defenses have been really good as well, and this is going to be the best defense that either quarterback has seen this year. So when these two signal callers square off, who comes out on top? And key number three, revenge. That's right. Let's talk about a little bit of vengeance on the mind of the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. Because think back to last year, right? They won the state championship, 6A Division I. It's a big parade there in Galena Park. But I have a question. What was their record? Do you remember? It's not 16-0. No, no, no. It was 15-1. and And who did that one loss come to? Why, it was the mighty Spring Westfield Mustangs who toppled them in week three of last year, 27-21, in a run the mind of this North Shore squad going up against Westfield, who wants to prove that last year was no fluke. Westfield is a bona fide state championship contender, and they want to go out there and prove that, yeah, last year, that's par for the course, baby. We're a team that beats teams like North Shore. So, will vengeance play a part in this game? Who am I picking? I'm going with North Shore. I think this game has a chance to be really good and actually relatively low scoring because for as much as we talk about the quarterbacks in this game, P.J. Hatter and Caleb Bailey, I think the defenses have an opportunity to take center stage and really be fantastic. And I love the way this front seven for North Shore is starting to develop. I think that they can challenge Westfield, who's always good in the offensive line. I think they can challenge them up front. Furthermore, I think being at home helps. And yeah, I think there's a little bit of extra juice behind North Shore, an ability to go out there and avenge their only loss from last year. Now, look, Westfield has proven they can beat anybody. They beat North Shore last year. They've got a great quarterback. They've got a defense I think is playing particularly well right now. But right now, I think I have to go with North Shore. I think Galena Park North Shore moves to 3-0. Let's go east. 7 o'clock Friday night at Mickey Main Stadium in Dangerfield. It is a huge small school clash as the Dangerfield Tigers welcome in the Timpson Bears. This is number two in 3A Division II against number one in 2A Division One. That's a pretty good week three matchup, huh? This has been a terrific start for Dangerfield, thanks in large part to their quarterback, Chase Johnson, who was razor sharp last week in their win over Tatum. He has been excellent to pace this Tigers offense. Meanwhile, on the Timpson side, quarterback Terry Bussey has 15 touchdowns in the first two games. So, so he's all right. Yeah, what happens when Timpson takes aim at this Dangerfield defense that has a ton of team speed led by Bubba Hampton in the back end? I think this game has a chance to be really interesting. And, and for me, I, I think Dangerfield's the favorite, being at home and being the bigger team. But even if Timpson were to lose this game, I think that they would have a lot to really take from this because they're punching up a weight class. I think this game's going to be close, and I think it's going to have big explosive plays back and forth. But I do think that Dangerfield moves to 3-0. and out. Let's bounce back up to the Metroplex, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Mustang Panther Stadium in Grapevine. It's a state-ranked 5A Division II showdown between the Argyle Eagles and the Grapevine Mustangs. And in the carnage, the smoldering wreckage of 5A Division II, here are two undefeated teams. Argyle has ascended to the number one spot after making the move up from 4A to 5A. And last week against Lucas Lovejoy, they looked to the part of a state title contender, ringing up nearly more than 700 yards of total offense. R.J. Bunnell, their running back, was fantastic. They have been excellent. Small thing, they did give up almost 700 yards of offense. That 
they got to clean that up, right? But so far, so good for the number one team in 5A Division II. Going up against this Grapevine team, which is very quietly off to a 2-0 start. Evan Baum, their quarterback, and Parker Polk, their running back, pacing this offense. Two of the best running games in the state going at it in this one. In the end, I look at Argyle and their ability up front in the trenches on both the offensive line and the defensive line as the difference in this ball game. I think this game's going to be close, but I do think that Argyle moved to 3-0. and and let's go to Central Texas, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Yo Field in Cameron as the Waco Connolly Cadets visit the Cameron Yo Yeoman. And if you like fireworks, do I have the game for you? Cameron Yo is averaging 66.5 points per game to start the year, so that's pretty good. Waco Connolly is averaging 50 points a game to start the year. So this game will not end 3-2. That is a promise here from Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, the Cameron Yo offense has been fantastic, led by Braylon Drake and Carderas Bailey. They have been really strong to start the year, pacing this offense that has been absolutely explosive every time they touch the ball. And by the way, both those guys, just juniors. For Waco Conley, we thought they might take a step back because running back Trey Weisner transferred to DeSoto, but they have been absolutely terrific to start the year, led by Kobe Black, their do-it-all athlete. And by the way, He's just a junior, so a lot of young stars on display here. Uh, look, I, I would love to be a hipster and tell you, oh, actually, these two defenses are going to hold these teams to 10-7 ballgame. But nah, this is going to be a high-scoring back-and-forth affair. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I do think Waco Connolly gets the win. But those are far from the only big games in Week 3 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Breckenridge to stay hot with a win over Cisco. Give me Edna to edge Refurio, and I think Brock finally gets in the win column with a win over Wimberley. I like El Dorado over Sonora. Give me El Paso Riverside over El Paso Jefferson, and Cibolo still stays hot with a win over Hutto. I'm going with McCamey over Rock Springs. Joaquin in a very close one over Tanaha, and give me Temple to take down College Station. I like Harlingen to take down Mission Veterans Memorial. Surprising, Premont stays hot with a win over Banchetti. And I like Belleville to beat Navasota. I'm going with Kennedale over Denison. Denton Geyer gets a win over Lancaster. And a huge game on the Coastal Bend. I like Corpus Christi Cal Allen over Corpus Christi Flower Bluff. I think Allen edges Arlington Martin. DeSoto bounces back with a win over South Oak Cliff. And give me Rockwalt to beat Prosper. I'm going with Jasper to beat Newton. West Orange Stark takes down Portland H.S. Groves. And out east, I like Van over Lindale. I think Katie takes command of the district with a win over Katie Tompkins. Give me Amarillo Tascosa to stay hot with a win over Odessa Permian. And I'm going with Klein Kane to beat Cy Falls. Panhandle stays perfect with a win over Vega. Andrew stays perfect with a win over Midland Greenwood. And Rusk stays perfect with a win over Athens. I think Shiner edges Poth in a really good small school matchup. Give me San Antonio Brennan over San Antonio Harlan. And it's the worst bowl. I like New Braunfels over New Braunfels Canyon. Give me Farwell over Sundown. San Diego beats Corpus Christi West Oso. And I'm going to go with Midlothian over Killeen Shoemaker. Couple battles of unbeatens in the northern part of the state. I like Whitesboro over Pottsboro. And give me Holiday to beat Idaho. Albany stays perfect with a win over Seymour in our six-man game of the week. Make that six-man games of the week because it's a fantastic week this week. I like Westbrook to beat Rankin, and I'm going to go with May over Knox City. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week three of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. Craven Betts, 
our financial advice segment with our resident financial advisor, Mike Craven, College Football Insider, on where to place your units this week because we're here in Craven's Corner on this corner. You make money. And last week we made some money. We did. It was a good week for me. Three and one on the show, seven and one in the uh, Friday article we put out against the spread. I'm you should I'm just feeling quit pretty now. good. You should be done. Now. I don't know <laughs> if we should track it. Like, as somebody who's done a gambling segment on this show right. for six years, do it. I, I don't know if tracking it's a great move, but it's your corner, so you can do things right. w- with your right. corner. You know, the rules are your rules here on the corner. Um, now, an interesting, and we were talking before we started uh, uh, doing this segment about how you feel like people overreact to week one. Yeah, I think. We spend six to nine months thinking about these teams, breaking down all the stats, figuring out who's going to come back. We, we form opinions. Then we watch week one, and it doesn't go exactly how we thought, and we zig completely away from what we thought. You know, I think we did that with North Texas after week one. Like That minus 11 against SMU, SMU is free. Yeah, sad, uh, sad call. Because it had that North Texas game, had that UTEP-North Texas game not get, gotten rescheduled, mm-hmm. SMU's favored by 17 and a half, and that's a closer line mm-hmm. to what it is. But we watched North Texas beat UTEP, and it was like, oh, man, North Texas turning a corner. Let's, so I think there's a lot of value in week two, kind of going to results, seeing who played poorly, seeing who played over their expectations, and then betting on the opposite of that. So without fading, fading the week one performance, basically. Oh, I like that. Okay, yeah. so we're going to see where that leads Mike Craven with his financial advice this week. I should say, probably for legal reasons, this is not actually financial <laughs> advice. Uh, but, uh, but here's what you should gamble this week. Uh, <laughs> let's start with uh, this, Pickle. Up first, we'll go Texas State taking on Conference USA's Florida International University. We're setting the under at 60. Yeah. Yeah, so... I have a hard time betting the money line with two really bad teams, but I'll hammer the under mm-hmm. with two really bad teams. Uh, neither one of those offenses looked good. Texas State was awful in the second half. They committed four turnovers. They were sacked four times. They had ten penalties. Against a Nevada team that they were only an underdog by one on the yeah. road. You know, So people in Vegas thought that was going to be a pretty even game. They didn't show up. What's that confidence level? at Texas State, FIU's equally bad, maybe even worse, mm-hmm. you know. I think they're like a 13 or 14 point underdog to Texas State. So I think Texas State bounces back and gets this win, but I think it's more 27, 13 in that area. And you'll be able to coast under the 60. 60 seems a lot, like you're, you're basically betting on either one of the teams to get to 40 or both teams to get into the 30s? And I'm, I don't know, I don't necessarily see that happening. I think it lowers. I yeah. think this is one of those early week lines that ends up being around 56-ish mm-hmm. or so. Uh, but college football games always get big numbers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they are gonna throw the ball a lot. You know, maybe Lane Hatcher gets it going this week and they put up some points, but minus 12 rushing yards. And this is kind of a bet on just both offenses stinking. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty safe. What's the next pickle? Up next, UTEP playing a team that they're used to playing here. We're taking UTEP minus 14 over New Mexico State. Battle of I-10, and the Miners are big favorites. Yeah, I th- this is what I was kind of talking about on the overreaction thing. Like UTEP's not this bad. Yeah. You know, UTEP lost to North Texas, but if we look through the recent history, UTEP always plays their worst game of the year against North Texas. The Oklahoma game was went how an Oklahoma game against uh, UTEP was going to go, although they did hit the over. I asked for 10 mm-hmm. points last week on this show. <laughs> they gave me 13, and we hit the over. Uh, I think UTEP's at least 20 points better than New Mexico State. New Mexico State may be the worst program in FPS football. If yeah. UTEP at home is not better than 14 points than that, 
there are some big problems with Dana Dimmel and the Miners, and they're not getting anywhere close to a bowl game. So I think at 0-2, back against the wall, this is a must-win game for UTEP. They're going to come out and play really, really well against a New Mexico State team that's just not that good and is under transition with Jerry Kill. The other thing for me about New Mexico State is that is that UTEP, this is a rivalry game. For those who don't know, this is a pretty decent rivalry game out there. And so UTEP's probably not going to take their foot off the gas if they get up by 14. They're probably going to be right. pushing for more. And they need confidence. Yes. Like, they're a team that lost 31-13 to at home to North Texas, only scored 13 points again in week one against Oklahoma. They want to build some confidence. They need one of those games where they win 42-10, to not only for the fans and, and to get a win, but for the locker room to go like, okay, we went 7-5 mm -hmm. and five last year in the regular season. We're still that team. We just had a tough two weeks to start the year. Now we're back on track. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's head to the current Big 12 and the future Big 12. Baylor, we're taking them up, or Baylor plus 3.5 over BYU. Yeah, so Baylor, a, a road dog here, uh, catching 3.5 points here. And um, I don't know, I am, I, I, I think I tend to agree with you, although this, this, this is a stay away from me personally. Yeah, I can see that. I, it's a late game. It doesn't kick off until like 8.15 or 9.15, I think, Ooh. central time so or whatever. So you need something so, to get you through well, the right, evening Right, mountain game. time right. action. So this is, a, this, is a, this is an admittance that I'm going to bet on this game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's, I'm, it's football after dust. Right. I'm, co I'm covering Texas, Alabama. That happens at 11. I will be comfortably back home betting on this football <laughs> game because uh, it's a really good game, and if you have $10 on it, it makes it a little bit more interesting. BYU's favored because people really believe in the returning production statistics. I'm not a huge believer in that. Like, you return 10 guys that lost to Baylor last year by multiple touchdowns. Does it make you better or worse? I don't know. Uh, Blake Shapin's really good. He was 17 of 20 uh, in that opener for, for Baylor, albeit against Albany. I'm just a believer in the Bears. I think they're really mm -hmm. good this year. I think that defense, I know they lost key guys on both sides of the ball, uh, but I think they're going to be just as good as they were last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they won this outright. I think it's going to be a really close game. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, it makes me nervous, so I'm staying away from them. What's next, Pickle? The game that Craven will be at here, Texas versus Alabama, going over on 64.5 points. Alabama may score 60 on their own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would only, only needs 4.5 from Texas at that point. <laughs> like, I, I don't have any confidence that Texas stops Alabama. Mm-hmm. But I think Texas's offense is pretty good, and I think Sarkeesian's a good enough play caller who will have some stuff cooked up for this game that Texas manufactures 21 points. Yeah. The line's 21, so if Texas scores 21, Alabama scores 42, you, I mean, you're right there, yeah. you know? And so I think it's going to be one of those games where this ends up being 49-27, 49-31, something like that. It's a pretty high-scoring affair. Do you have any feel, because I know that there was, um, I, I believe it opened at 20, I think it's now steamed to 21 uh, for, for Alabama. Um, is that just too big for you to just to, 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 to play on oh, or something like that? I don't know if I'm confident enough to put it on this show, but I'm going to buy the hook and take Texas plus 21 and a half. Okay. Like, that is not an official Craven Betts right. thing. It's a, there's no graphic. Yeah, this, this is, is just us talking. You're just getting a peek into my brain, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you can't be as talented as Texas and give me three touchdowns plus. Like, I'm going to take at it. At home. I may lose it, but I'm going to take it. Right. At home, um, a game that Texas is going to care a lot more about than Alabama um, one that's a measuring stick for this pro that I'm, I'm sure every player on Texas's team has thought about this game for the last nine months. Mm -hmm. Alabama's has probably thought about it for the last three days, yep. right? And so I just see Texas, you know, at least hanging in there enough to not get beat by more than 21 and a half. And I, 
I've been wrong a lot betting on, against Texas, so this could be another one. I'm not, so. I'm not here to say that we are some like incredible gambling show here, but there, there was a there's a segment on um, I think it was on ESPN. I don't want to call them out, but like. They, they, there was some guy who said, like, oh, open a toy. He's like, that thing's going to get all the way up to 30. I'm like, that's not how, that's not how this works at <laughs> right. all. Yeah, these aren't predictors. Yeah. Lines aren't predictors. I think that's what everybody thinks, that lines are Vegas going, Alabama's going to win by 21. No, that line is to get equal amount of money on both sides of yes. the line. We set it at 21. That way, 50% of gamblers bet on Texas, 50% of gamblers bet on Alabama. Whoever loses gets paid with, or whoever wins gets paid with the loser's money. We'll the book keeps the vig. 10%, you go, on, you go on with your life, you build another casino. It's an educational segment. Yeah, I could do a TED Talk on this. Uh, <laughs> is that it or do we have one more? We have one more. Let's go to a rematch from the one that we saw last year, future Big 12 rivals Houston. You're taking a plus three and a half over Tech. I'll be honest, I, I hadn't looked at the lines until we started doing the segment. I can't believe Houston's a dog here. Yeah. I, that when we were talking about the week one or overreaction, this is the game that I had in mind. Houston struggled. A lot of that game against UTSA came back in the fourth quarter, wanted an overtime on the road. Texas Tech rolled and looked tremendous in Joey McGuire's uh, debut with Zach Kittley's offense. Texas Tech lost their starting quarterback. I know Donovan Smith is really good, but there's a reason Tyler Shuck won that job. Houston's going to play better specifically on offense in week two than they did in week one. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Houston won this game. I, I would be. Well, and Shuck is out, right? Yeah, yeah. Shuck's out for yeah. at least the next two weeks. Um, so. I think I would take Texas Tech as a pick 'em, uh, but I don't know if I'm confident enough to take Texas Tech plus three or minus three and a half. So I'm going to lead towards Houston. Yeah, I, I will. I, I think I agree with you. I think I like Houston plus three and a half here. This is a even on the you know on the road, but I think I think Houston is a little bit more complete and more of a known at this point. But you know, Tech Tech looked great against Murray State, but it's Murray State, and I don't know if I necessarily want to buy what they're selling all the way as far as this game's concerned. What? Although I will say this, you know, if you're into just the narrative part of it. Tech probably knows that this is probably for a bowl game. Like, if they win this game, they've got a good shot at a bowl, and if they lose this game, it's an uphill climb. So, what? Uh, this one's obviously in Lubbock. What time is the game at? Do we know? Is it Three o'clock. Three, Three o'clock? o'clock? Okay. Okay. Um, the, other thing about, the other thing about that, that, that and I'm talking out both sides of my mouth, I do think you're going to see Tech's game plan in full flourish because they know how important this game is for literally next year that when Houston comes to the Big 12, that this is kind of a where are you in the pecking order of the new Big 12 game. It's a big recruiting weekend Oh yeah. Uh, for Texas Tech. They'll have plenty of people there. Uh, Jones will be, you know, I would imagine, sold out or pretty close to it and one of the better venues to watch when, when it's rocking there. You know, Houston coming into the Big 12, I think, is a point that can't be ignored. You know, in recruiting, you fight for perception. Houston's in, you know, one of the most talent-rich backyards in, in the country, much less the state. Uh, outside of you know TCU, they probably have the most recruits around them per capita. Um, and so if you're Texas Tech, you lose to that team, and all of a sudden you take a step back in that recruiting momentum. Houston can pick that up and be like, hey, we're joining the, the Big 12. We're already beating those teams. You can stay at home. Or if you're Texas Tech, you win by 14 points. And you go, hey, we beat this team the last two years. If you really want to come compete for Big 12 championships, you've got to come do it out here. So uh, a, big, a big deal for both programs. And if Houston can win this football game, they're favored the rest of the way. Yep. And so, uh, you know, yeah, an important important game in week two. It's a great, great slate of action in week two here in, in Texas. It's going to be fun listening to Republic of Football. You guys are doing three podcasts a week now. Uh, I am, yes. 
that's nuts. Yeah, I gave Mallory and Ish the small college podcast off. Yeah. So, um, what a what a kind and yeah. gentle lord you are. Yeah. Uh, and that's Craven Bats <laughs> here in Craven's Corner because in this corner we make money. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts. Um, a reminder coming up at two. Uh, WTF. We are talking Permian Basin. Nice. So come party with us, West Texas. wherever you're watching now. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Mike Craven and Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Help Behind the Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.